This is All India Radio. Now we bring you a discussion on the 14th East Asia and Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership Summit. The participants are Skant Ranjan Tayal, former diplomat, and Sishir Sinha, journalist. Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership or RCEP is a proposed free trade agreement between 10 member states of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, better known as ASEAN, and its six FTA partners. These partners include China, Japan, Korea and New Zealand besides India. Once signed by all, this proposed structure will comprise half of the world population and account for nearly 40% of the global commerce and 35% of the GDP. Let me begin with what our Prime Minister Mr. Narendra Modi said while addressing RCEP submit. He said, and I quote, The present form of the RCEP agreement does not fully reflect the basic spirit and the agreed guiding principles of RCEP. It also does not address satisfactorily India's outstanding issues and concerns. In such a situation, it is not possible for India to join RCEP agreement. Our farmers, traders, professionals and industries have stakes in such decisions. Equally important are the workers and consumers who make India a huge market and the third biggest economy in terms of the purchasing power parity. When I measure the RCEP agreement with respect to the interest of all Indians, I do not get a positive answer. Therefore, neither the talisman of Gandhiji nor my own consensus permit me to join RCEP. Quote ends. Sir, how do you read this statement or rather I say, how do you read India's stand? India is a very big economy with 1.3 billion people and we have very special characteristics. We have our very large number of farmers, we have manufacturing and in many ways they are not able to compete very in a very open kind of a market and they need some protection. And they need some protection for some time, not forever. I think Prime Minister Modi has taken a very bold decision, a very important decision and in the, the, the RCEP negotiations had been going on since about 2012. But at we had a certain requirement and all of our citizens know that our markets are already flooded with Chinese goods. And if tariff for Chinese goods comes down, then what will happen to our manufacturing? What will happen to our Make in India program? And ultimately, any policy of the government of India has to be in the interest of the people of India, in the interest of the poorest of India, and that is what Prime Minister Modi has done. And will this, strength, uh, will this stand strengthen India's position at the global forum? The whole world these days is going through a turmoil as far as the trade policies are concerned. The biggest champions of free trade used to be the United States of America, and USA itself is fighting a trade protection battle with, with the China. So everything is up in the air. Every country's first and primary responsibility is to take care of the interests of its own citizens. And I believe people and the entire world will look at India with more respect that India has taken a decision which has gone against the trend of uh, RCEP. But it is in the interest of the people of India. And uh, how such a stand will reflect our bilateral economic relationship with countries like China and Japan? I would say that 
if there is no rcep regional comprehensive economic partnership then we will have to and we will do it the bilateral trade agreements with all the concerned countries for instance britain is leaving brexit brexit is happening they are leaving european union and they will have bilateral trade uh, relationships with usa with india etc so india will also follow that route and i see no difficulty in following that route and it is widely believed that this proposed structure which is rcep will benefit china more uh, than other countries which is and china is having tough time because of the trade war with the usa how true this is certainly china is driving this process of uh, negotiations of regional comprehensive economic partnership in which the 10 asean members of course are the leaders but what has happened is that over time in the last couple of decades as china has grown its economy many of the other members of rcep they have become part of the global value chains so many of these countries whether it's malaysia thailand korea japan they export to china and china exports to other countries whereas somehow there are multiple reasons india is not part of these global value chains and india is a, our economy is a little separate it's a little isolated from the global economy which can be good which can be bad but uh, uh, as far as the competitiveness of our industry is concerned joining a fta like rcep might have helped but my own experience is i was ambassador in korea the the sepa the comprehensive economic partnership agreement with korea has not really helped india's exports to korea so if we are cautious i think it is based on our experience with free trade agreements with korea japan etc there is something called government to government commitment uh, since the previous government uh, has a, a commitment to uh, negotiate and then go for the signing of agreement do you think that this will impact the government to government commitment when india is not signing rcep no because we have articulated our reservations from day 1 and uh, we try as prime minister also said we really tried our best that our interests are taken care of in the agreement but in the ultimate analysis that has not happened and i believe the doors are not yet closed and negotiations india can join later and the rcep joint statement which has come keeps the door open now you you talked about <clears throat> doors to open i will just take few lines from the joint statement issued after this rcep negotiation and it says that india has significant outstanding issues which remain unsolved all rcep participating countries will work together to resolve these outstanding issues in a mutually satisfactory way india's final decision will depend on satisfactory resol- resolution of these issue and of course it seems that the 15 other countries of rcep are still hopeful what is the reason for optimism they are hopeful but i think at this stage uh, let us uh, spell out what exactly were our reservations why have we not uh, signed rcep or joined rcep one reservation is on our uh, say dairy the in new zealand for instance their milk production is very cheap and if we open our market for uh, dairy products of new zealand and australia then it will flood our market and uh, there are about uh, 15 million dairy farmers in india 15 million their livelihood will be affected about 25% of total farm produce is from dairy sector when we know that our farmers are already under stress we 
here of suicides, etc. So, Prime Minister has to be conscious and that is where we were seeking protection. I am giving one example. Mm -hmm. Then there are other examples. The steel industry, textile industry, they will also come under tremendous pressure. So, what our delegation, our negotiating team were demanding, give us time, give us seven, eight years <clears throat> and we will adjust and we will adjust our economy and then fully reduce our tariffs. And we said that the base year should be 2019, that means from today. And not today, 2014. No, 2014. If you start from 2014, that by, by 23, 22, you have to reduce all your bills. So we have very good reasons to protect our farming, to protect our uh, medium and small-scale industry, and some uh, sectors like automobile components, etc. Now, <coughs> the joint statement is also saying that the signing will commence next year. That's a 2020. So, will that be a 15-nation agreement, or will there be a 16? I mean, I'm just rephrasing the previous question. I think at this stage it will be a 15-country uh, uh, agreement because whatever is finalized, it all the countries will take it back to their uh, countries and then there will be some internal processes will go on where their parliaments or whatever is the process, they will approve and only then signing will be there. I think India has not approved this draft as was very clear from Prime Minister's statement, so we will not be signing it. India has treated agreements with ASEAN countries also. So do you think that after today's stand, the treated agreement with ASEAN countries will, will also be affected? No, I think the free trade agreement with ASEAN can be further strengthened because our main concern is flow of manufactured goods from China and flow of agricultural products from mainly Australia and New Zealand. And ASEAN is a 10-member block. We already have a goods FTA. Services FTA is also ready. It has not been implemented, but I think this will be detached from our CEP and very quickly that can be further upgraded. India-ASEAN uh, free trade agreement. But it is always said that India-ASEAN FTA has benefited ASEAN more than the India. Uh, how do you see that? It has happened, yes, but the challenges there are uh, can, be, uh, can be overcome by our industry. Yes, there are issues that our industry, as I said, is not as competitive because of there are multiple reasons. But the way Indian economy is growing, our infrastructure is developing, ease of doing business index is rising. So the hope and expectation is that our industry will be able to come up to the challenge, accept the challenge and make itself competitive. And then they will be able to take full advantage of the free trade agreement which India already has with ASEAN. And what kind of steps you are expecting from the India to strengthen its uh, competitiveness of uh, various, uh, say, MSME or various manufacturing sectors? What kind of steps? Because Prime Minister Narendra Modi has repeatedly saying on the international forum that we are going to do more. So what more we can expect now? There are two aspects to it. One, when you export something, the quality of your product and then the price of your product. So quality, we constantly need upgradation of the quality and specifications of our output, whether it's steel, whether it is any manufactured thing. Whether and uh, unfortunately, our R&D has not been very good. So the industry has to constantly innovate, upgrade its product so that it is in line with the best products coming from other countries. That is one part of it. And the second part is costing. 
and in costing there are added costs which are not uh, relevant for other countries or not applicable sometimes it is said that our labor laws are very inflexible sometimes the uh, land is very very expensive then the other inputs like electricity water these are expensive so a very holistic view is to be taken and see that the costing of our industry and products is in line with the costing of our competitors and there is one more concept which is called mfn so india has given this mfn status to various countries so do you think that india will have to relook on the mfn status to various countries after today's stand no that uh, mfn is really derived from the world uh, trade organization yeah and that whatever duty structure you have uh, uh, to one country it should be applicable to all the con- other countries and in under the rcep or bilateral or multilateral free trade agreement some exceptions are allowed so mfn will continue and uh, uh, so china will continue to treat at most favored nation as far as the wto regime is concerned so that will continue okay and now coming to the another part which is uh, india has free trade agreement with various countries so do you think that there will be an effort to rework or renegotiate those fta's of course these fta's cannot be any renegotiation cannot be unilateral it will always be a bilateral but do you see some kind of movement on this regard doesn't see some movement but if we look at for instance india european union fta has been under negotiations for years and there are all kinds of issues somehow our industry our services our banks our insurance they are not very confident that if we reduce barriers and reduce the the uh, the taxes the tariff customs duty they will be able to compete with the foreign manufactured goods even in services so uh, our negotiations will continue but uh, i i i think that the no decision very quickly would be expected thank you very much thank you we will listen to a discussion on the 14th east asia and regional comprehensive economic partnership summit the participants were skandaranjan tayal former diplomat and sishir sinha journalist This program is produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website newsonair.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com.